Hello everybody and thank you so much for tuning back into the Mummy Means Business podcast. We have another special guest, um, her name is Joyce. Joyce is a mother of two and she's also the founder of an online or, or not online but like an Instagram um, dessert shop where you can order sweet treats especially like you know when it's late at night you just want something really sweet if you're around the south london area make sure you check her out on instagram she provides amazing delicious treats like brownies and cheesecakes and she actually makes the best apple crumble that i've probably ever tasted no shop can make it like that so make sure you check her out she has different um recipes or different desserts that she has each week so um add her on add her on instagram so you can keep up to date um i've actually known joyce for a long time she's just a beautiful soul inside and out her daughter kayla is so intelligent that girl is so smart i can she can definitely be the president of the u.s or the prime minister of the uk easily i can i can see her in like politics or being the ceo or just being a boss and um it's just literally a reflection of the amazing mom that she has and today we're actually going to talk about um her journey in motherhood specifically of her second her second child and um obviously um obviously as we go into the podcast you hear the story um but just how she was able to kind of refocus on herself after you know a hard um birth um but yeah i'm really really excited to have joyce we have many things to talk to talk about so make sure you you know you keep listening to the end but welcome joyce thank you thank you for having me of course of course hope you're you know hope you're not too nervous it should be quite simple I, I won't i won't probe you or interrogate you it's just kind of like a convo <laughs> yeah no that's cool no thank you thank you of course um but before we kind of get into um the topic how has been your motherhood journey especially you know the second time round? was it much different to your first child like what has been you know obviously i know you shared a little bit on instagram but it'd be good to kind of share um your experience with your um your motherhood and your birth with your second son well with your son son yeah so um yeah joelle my my prince yeah you know it's been um a journey um it's been so different actually um from my first because obviously kayla you know first time having a daughter it was like you know what do you do what do you expect and then when you get pregnant with number two you're like right I'm ready (laughs) you know know what you're doing yeah I know what I'm doing I know what I need to do I know I'm ready but lo and behold it was a completely different story so um just trying to adjust to obviously his needs and what he requires and um his um appointments etc so you know long story short he was you know born prematurely um on our holiday um in Portugal um 2016 so he came very quickly (laughs) very unexpectedly um and yeah we did we did um it was a very traumatic time for me um just obviously not having any medical staff around um and just delivering him on it on my own um was just like wow um and you know to fast forward till now I do think how how did I get through that 
um, you know, it's his birthday next, it's his birthday on Sunday. And, you know, I think, wow, three years have gone by and so quickly, so quickly. And just having to adjust to his needs has been, has been um, challenging, but rewarding at the same time, because, you know, I had to realise that every child is different. You know, I'm not going to expect the same um, care or the same needs that I experienced with my first child. So, yeah, <laughs> I hope that answers the No, 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 definitely. Because um, I actually, you know, remember that kind of period of time. Um, and I also remember, you know, when you... You were you and your family were st- um, stuck in Portugal. Obviously, you had to stay there for a few months because um, um, with with your little one, and you had like a GoFundMe because you had to raise a certain amount. Because lit, because if you think about it logically, you go on a holiday. You know, you have a certain amount of time that you're gonna, you know, be in that holiday. You have a certain amount of money that you're gonna take to that holiday, and then now you, you have all of this that's happened you did not plan for it you didn't budget for it now you have to pay you know hospital bills you have to pay you know for stay and it's not like you were there for an extra few days or even extra few weeks you were there for a few months how was that mentally like how did you get through that <sighs> yeah um it all comes back to me you know it's 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 it was the most hardest thing i ever had to go through in my life um from the very minute to the very minute when um I was feeling my contractions um I just didn't want to believe it I was very in denial I was like no 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 this can't be real I was you know I was google searching contractions at 29 weeks oh my gosh yeah and I was like is this normal so did you know did you know that it was contractions or did you just thought oh no I must have like an upset stomach or something like yeah that. Like, I was like oh what did I eat you know because <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true because 29 weeks you're you're not even any pain you get you're thinking nah baby's not exactly so I was like no this isn't this can't be real so I was like no it must be Braxton Hicks but you know I was just so in denial I was like no I kept thinking because what this was day three of the holiday no day two day two of the holiday and I was like no I'm gonna get through this holiday I'm gonna get through this pain that's all I kept thinking was that just get on the plane back to London and see your midwife straight away but it just wasn't going the pain wasn't going so I remember, um, you know, going into the bathroom and, you know, the pain just got even worse and worse and intense. And my mind was just, oh, no, this 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 can't be right. I felt like it was a dream. Mm. And I it, it was the point when I realised I was in the same position I was when giving birth to Caleb. And I was like, no, I'm in labour. That was the only time I realised and I knew it was too late. So, um, you know, um, the, the ambulance got called and, but they didn't come in time. So my contractions started to get worse. And within five minutes, my waters broke and I felt the head coming. And just, just imagine this is still all in the hotel bathroom, you know? And I was like, all I kept thinking was, I, I don't know what what's what's going to happen to him. Is he going to have no legs, no arms? So my mind at that time was just like my baby's dead. 
my baby's dead. I just, I just was like, I'm pushing a dead baby out. And, you know, when he came, still at this time, amb- no ambulance, no, no paramedics had arrived. Um, I delivered him and um, took him in my arms and I could see that he was struggling for life. You know, his eyes were rolling back. He was really struggling to breathe. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I started praying over him and, you know, just really just trying to grasp what is going on. And then all of a sudden, you know, we could hear the paramedics running down the corridor. And I was like, quick, take him, take him. You know, they didn't actually think the baby had come. But um, yeah, they they took him away. And, you know, I, you know, I was just, at that point, I was in so much torment that my baby was going to be taken away. But at the same time, I was at ease that there was help. So my mind was in two different places at that point. It was like, it's okay, you know, he's, he's, he's being helped, but at the same time, don't leave me. And then, um, you know, they, they sorted me out, got to the hospital, um, and he wasn't there. Oh, I, I just remember, like, it was yesterday. I was like, can I see my son? They were like, no, he's not here yet. And I said, what do you mean he's not here yet? He left before me, you know, I want to see my son. And I was, again, another mental battle. I was like, where is my son? I'm in the middle of, you know, Europe, <laughs> you know, where is he? You know, obviously um, I couldn't see my family. I, nothing. I was alone, alert, completely alone in that hospital. And then another hour later, they said, oh, your son's arrived. Would you like to see him? I said, of course. One hour. One oh hour. One hour. They said to me, you can see him now. I said, okay. Um, and then I remember before I opened the door, I said, can you please tell me what took him so long to come? They said, we're sorry, um, your son actually passed away on the way to the hospital. And I said, what? I said, oh. and in my mind, again, I said to myself, thank you. I had every right to, you know, um, be angry or be, you know, ungrateful. But all I, I just was like, thank you. You know, you know, I didn't even care what happened at that time. I didn't actually care. I just was like, wow, you saved him. You know, he he's alive. And, you know, you know, they said that he really struggled for life. So they had to exchange um um, paramedics in the middle of the motorway you know Imagine. just to just just to gain life because he was coming the amb- sorry so it's basically the ambulance that was coming for me was a a woman in labor not a woman and a baby oh so they didn't have the right tools they didn't to have of... the exactly they didn't have the right tools so when they realized that they don't know how to save him they had to call another paramedics in the middle of the road transfer him into another ambulance and save his life so apparently he was you know dead for roughly about 21 seconds but for me that is that is crucial Mm. you know um so um yeah they said they managed to keep him stable so that's what took so long and I remember you know 
before he arrived, I was angry. <laughs> you know, I was like, where is he? How come you don't know where he is? And all of a sudden, that disappeared. All of a sudden, that, that didn't matter. That didn't matter. So we went to go and see him. Obviously, he, he looked like, he looks lifeless. I just, but I was happy, obviously, that he had life. And then um, he needed surgery. So, um, you know, they explained, you know, they can't do the surgery where they are now, which is in Faro. But they have to transfer him to Lisbon, so which is like another four-hour drive. So imagine from London to Manchester, you know. So I said, okay, <laughs> let's go. You know, I'm ready. Let's go. And you, But you just gave birth. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But do you know what? I didn't care. I only... <laughs> did, did you even feel pain? Like, did your, was your body in pain? My, I, I didn't feel, I, you know, like adrenaline. Like, yeah. I did not feel anything. I was just like... My son, my son, my son, my mind was just like, he, 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 no, no pain matters right about now, mm. you know, and, you know, even, you know, he came at 29 weeks, but I had stitches, you know, <laughs> he, he was a small baby, but I, you know, I still tore, you know, but I know, but I just didn't care. I was just like, come on, let's go, let's go. I'll, I'll be right by your side. And they said to me, you can't go with him. And I said, why? They said, because you've just get, had a home birth. And, you know, quote, unquote, home birth, hospital. I mean, hotel birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man. I said, why? I said, yeah, you just had, you just had this traumatic birth. And, you know, I didn't really realise how much I had this traumatic birth. Well, my mind was focused was on him and I had to say goodbye for a second time and you know that moment I cried over his incubator you know I just couldn't believe he was going to have to leave me again you know I just wanted to you know sit by his bedside you know hold his hand you know do all the things that you know a mother would do over their newborn child and I couldn't do that he was he, I literally saw him for five minutes and he had to go. And, you know, um, that night, obviously, um, he was on his way to Lisbon. I was still in Faro, um, had to stay in the ho- um, uh, hospital. Then um, the next day, we made our way down to Lisbon Um Imagine, all, through all of this, we had Kayla with us. You know, she was turning five at the time. Um, and, yeah, we made our way. He had his surgery successfully. Um, and then, yeah, so everything was a success. So, again, I was like, yes. Any mother would ask the doctor that very crucial question, when can we go home? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, yes, he's had his surgery. Yes, he's alive. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to go home, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't care about anything, right? I don't care about the holiday. I don't care about booking another plane. I just want to go go home. home. Yeah, you know, I haven't got anything for him. I don't have a buggy. I don't have anything. I just want to go home. And they said, obviously, you know, we understand you do, but he's still in intensive care. He needs attention. So we were hoping that we would be able to get on our return flight home. (laughs) 
but obviously not you know that one week turned into three months um you know of of just hoping hoping he would make it through so Joel went through from surgery one surgery to contracting um uh whooping cough so you know when you're pregnant <laughs> you get the whooping cough the vaccination, cough vaccination yeah. exactly and I was meant to have mine when oh. I returned back from holiday. But you obviously because you gave, but cause, yeah, because you get it like at thirty something weeks, really, don't you? Exactly. exactly. So I was twenty nine, and you know I'm still fit to fly, you know. But yeah. you know, just me, just hoping. Okay, I have that vaccine when I come back. But he got really sick. He he had that vaccination. I mean, sorry, he had that sickness. And if you don't know much about whooping cough, um sickness it it tightens the airways and it stops children from breathing so if you can if you as you can imagine what my son has already gone through yeah for to see him suffer when I mean you know his chest his lungs is really going in his rib cages every day seeing him on the breathing machine you know not being just 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 hoping for a change or progress was so hard um he had that um he had that sickness for about three weeks you know we had to wear masks we had to really cover ourselves um from him um so you so you don't get it yourself yes yes so we don't get it or we don't pass anything extra over to to him. him um so yeah he was really sick um yeah and then um you know through that through that sickness he still needed four blood transfusions you know he also had to have another surgery while he was out there um but through all of that to see him come out on the other side and to eventually start taking one tube off one day at a time start seeing him growing in his weight you know start seeing him eventually taking the bottle you know that progression was was it only started with my with my mind I had to start seeing it before it happened Mm. and um through all of that I could honestly say um that was the hardest part of his journey for me not so much the giving birth the giving birth yes was traumatic but it was seeing the future before it had happened you know it was seeing us going home no we are going home no yes it's the faith no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna live in Portugal as much I would love to (laughs) you know that's not my home (laughs) it's not my home you know yes he will get better you know my mind you know, you can imagine the doctors telling me, you know, your your son's not going to make it. Your son, you know, needs this type of blood. You know, you can imagine, you know, oh, where, find it, you know, <laughs> you know, find it, you know, find this blood, give it to him, you know. And they're telling me all these things. Um, I remember I'll give you one example. There was one day, one random day, all the alarms went off all over him. And there was about 10 doctors and nurses rushed over to his incubator. And I was like, please tell me what's going on, please. And you forget, they don't speak English. And I mean, all I could do 
was just pray. That's all I could really do. And just really just hope to God that whatever they're doing, you know, that he's covered. And, you know, trust. You know, like when you get on a plane, you you have to just trust the pilot. You don't know where you're going, but you have to just honestly just trust where you're going. And that's exactly what I had to do. No one... I had, there was only one doctor that spoke English and she wasn't there all the time mm. to translate to me. So it was so difficult to just be patient and just, I don't know what's going on, but I know one day we will leave this place. And um, we did. And we did. Um, That's we, amazing. Yeah, we did. We We went through a lot, obviously, you know, you can imagine moving from hotels to um, um, apartments to eventually, God bless the Ronald McDonald houses. (laughs) But yeah, they they are a charity. So if you're not aware, Ronald McDonald House is a charity for mothers who have um, their children in hospital for a long period of time. So their houses that accommodate free accommodation for mothers so please you know if you're not aware please give money towards them you know we still give money um towards them we did a Joel's um home um welcoming party we gave money to thank them again because it's free free room free um your own area of kitchen um you can have visitors that come and see you just just simply because you're in a situation that you didn't ask for, you know, and it's free. So there's one in Lisbon. There's loads in London, if you're not aware. But um, there was one in Lisbon that we stayed in um, eventually towards the end of his um, stay. And when even when he was discharged, we stayed there with him until we got our return flight home. So we spent Christmas there. It was just beautiful. It was just beautiful to meet other mothers and talk to other mothers that were going through the same thing. You know, and, you know, I met this amazing woman um, who was also a Christian and we just prayed, you know, <laughs> you know, each night, you know. And that's what I mean. I wouldn't have trade. Um, I wouldn't have traded this experience for anything in this yeah. world. You know, nothing. You know, it's made me so much more stronger. It has made me um, definitely, definitely. Um, like a warrior. <laughs> You're worried. Nothing can phase you. If 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 as a mum you've gone through this as a mum especially, like I can never ever 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 understand what you went through. Even when even as you were speaking, like my eyes were welling up because I was thinking like I don't know what I would have gone through if that happened to my like I I can't even speak it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't even say because I you can never ever exp- I can never even like understand what you went through. But for the fact that you say that. It was the best, even though it was the worst thing, but it also was the best thing that happened to you because it builds character, really, and it's made you into into this woman now. Yeah, it really did. And my mind had to shift. Yeah. You know, I had no choice. So, you know, when you're in a position where, you know, I, ha- I didn't have any choice, you know, I... I had an encounter with God, you know, I, I, that was for me, that was God showing me who he was. Um, you know, I've never experienced losing a child, you know, and I, I do, um, honestly, honestly, my heart goes out to those mothers that have, you know, um, miscarriages and stillbirths and, you know, it does, my heart does go out and, you know, I can't say my experience was the same, 
but um, it was very close to it. And I honestly, honestly, I don't even know how to explain that feeling. You know, it's your own flesh and blood that is literally on the line. And you do anything just to to see them, just to see them alive. And um, um, I honestly, honestly, um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't trade that experience for anything. You know, my yeah. <laughs> Is it? But isn't it amazing now that like you're celebrating his his third birthday? Like, if, like Joel, so. He's such a, even when I see him, like when you post the pictures and videos on social, he's such a happy, he's always smiling, always smiling, always like grinning teeth. He's just such a happy, happy baby. Like he's just, you know, full of joy, full of life. And, um, and it's, and it's like what you said, you saw that even when he was in the incubator, you had the faith and you envisioned that life for him. And that's the life that he had. And you really had to hold on to that to get you through but in but in now that you know three years on you have your business and now um obviously he's he's a big boy now he's independent walking talking everything now was it in the beginning was it hard or did you feel any guilt to kind of you know go back to work or you know start focusing or start doing things for yourself or even when you wanted to do this have this little hustle on the side and do this like was it was it, did you feel guilty in doing so or were you kind of um fine to do that 100 percent, yes <laughs> <laughs> i felt so guilty it was kind of like i missed a chunk of his life you know even though we were there in portugal i couldn't hold him every night you know i couldn't even stay there so i had to go back to um the house or wherever I was living <laughs> you know I couldn't sleep there it just it's just not like L- London so be grateful <laughs> yeah yeah I can't I couldn't stay I have to go home come back in the morning so I feel like I missed out on so much of him you know there was the nurse feeding him in the night when I wanted to feed him you know um yeah so when we got back I wanted every moment back you know I wanted those cuddles I you know I wasn't sure if he knew I was his mother you know all those things were in my mind and then um yeah that time came when it was time to go back to work and I was very much like oh no do I have to you know um because he had he he his appointments have calmed down a lot but he had he as you can imagine premature babies need um checking up a lot from head to toe so you know there was a lots of running around for him so the guilt was there the guilt was so much there it was like you know is he gonna be okay is is people gonna know um his needs his his dislikes his likes and again I think I I I think I had another revelation because (laughs) because no honestly Victoria I was like Joyce, this boy has survived. It's true. For how long? <laughs> For how long? He had to leave you on his day of birth. Oh, he what? had to leave. No, he had to. Leave- yeah, he had to leave me twice on his day of birth. You know, and how many times have I? I had to, no choice of my own, leave him. He's strong. Yeah, and then I realised he's absolutely fine. I had to really just, yeah, change it. 
I know I know I'm his mother and he knew I was his mother. Yeah. So he was absolutely when it came to leaving him, there was no problem at all. He was happy to go. <laughs> he, he was saying bye mom. Yeah, bye mommy. Bye. And I think, you know, it eased off that guilt eased off eventually. Yeah. Um and then starting the business was kind of like icing on the cake because I knew I'd be at home with him. Um so I usually bake in the evenings or weekends and that's nice because at least I know that I still got my eyes on them and you know he's around me but he's definitely at that age now where um there's less worrying less um less concerns um about him and you know which I'm really happy about really really happy but you know like you've always been known as the star baker like all I've I don't know if anyone has tasted Joyce's apple crumble, but you know when you taste it, Joyce, you know, you know, like, you know when you taste it, that, okay, yeah, Joyce made it. I remember every time we'll go, like, to anyone's house and people were cooking and you were coming, people always ask for two things. Did you make your mac and cheese? Or did you make, <laughs> did you make your apple crumble? So um, what made you want to actually, you know, do something with it and actually monetize on it and try to earn some cash and, you know, rather than just doing it for um, as a hobby? Yeah, so it was mainly my main reasons, if I'm being totally honest with you, my main reasons were I needed something to fulfill me. I needed something, you know, most of my life I gave it to um, my marriage or my children or my home and nothing for me. And, you know, with with the hundreds of transformations that I've gone through in the last year um I really did need to um find something for me um you know and baking just popped into my head and it was like wow this is therapy (laughs) you know I think it was it mainly stemmed from I think it was I had a friend that asked me to bake um an apple crumble or something like that and I, I felt really good I felt like, you know, I could put some music on, bake and be happy. That tastes the best. Like, you know, you know, when like when someone cooks something with a smile, they're happy. It's just got the best taste. Exactly. And I've had this baking business in my mind for a very long time. And I just felt, no, 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 not this time. Now's not the time, you know, you know, I've got this, I've got that, I've got work, you know, now's not the time. I thought, stop making excuses. Just, just give it a, give it a go. And if, if it doesn't go the way planned, then it doesn't. If it does, it does. And, you know, um, at the moment, I like, at the moment, I'm happy with the pace that it's going at. You know, I just bake when I can. It's very ad hoc. I haven't really got any, um, you know, like, um, baking three days a week. It's just mainly um, when I can. So, which I'm really happy about um, because it balances out my life, you know, even as a single mother. So, yeah, it really does balance everything out. But then, but then how are you, do you still feel like, you know, you need to make sure you find time to just like have your own me time away from your children, away from work, away from business, I mean, away from business, like, do you feel like you need to dedicate that time and how do you actually find that time? Because obviously you have two kids now and you have this side hustle and you're working a a job. Yeah. And I had to realise that, um, I think it was... 
yeah, when I started the business, I said to myself, yes, I'm going to have to find a day for myself. And I did. Um, so I'm currently working um, uh, two and a half, two, three days, I should say, three days a week. Um, one day in the week is reserved for Joel's appointments, if you can imagine. Oh, so you put everything on one day. Yeah. One day. So like, you know, if there's an appointment that comes up, just say, yeah, book it for a Tuesday because I yeah. know I have that off. But they're slowly calming down, which I thank God. And then the Friday that I have off, um it's for me Friday mornings um which I love you know I drop the kids off um I'm not at work I drop them off and I you know I go for a run you know I I do whatever I want to do yeah <laughs> and just chill. Feels, yeah chill if I want to you know if I want to clean the house if I want to do I'll do that but I mean what's nice is that I have an option yeah so um I think it's so important as mothers to really find time for you you know you can't it was this this quote that I read is um I'm not sure if I've got it the right way around but you can't care for others until you care for yourself you know and if you can't care for yourself it's very difficult to care for your home yeah Yeah. care for your children you know you're always going to feel drained and um not you can't really give your yourself 100% to them. So it's so important. Find, you know, I don't have a whole day. I have a half a day. But find at least half a day, even if it's two hours in the week, you know, where you can say there's no kids around, there's no no man around. Let me just, <laughs> chill. you know, chill if I need to. Or, you know, go get a massage, go and do your nails. Even if it is just to the library or whatever you can do where you don't have anything any um anybody around you so yeah definitely encourage that I definitely do yeah because you know what you're right because um even that's good for your mental health especially like I remember when I when I was pregnant my mum kept saying this to me she was like when you give birth I know it's going to be hard but before you when you wake up in the morning before you cater to your son make sure you go and have a bath you brush your teeth and you have breakfast and she used to say like not not in a not in a way like oh you're gonna stink or whatever but she's just saying it that you need to make sure you put yourself first even though you have your child and your child's needs are gonna you know be priority over yours just just take a little time in the morning or a little time of your day to do something for you because if you don't do that then you're gonna get lost in everything else that you have to do before you know it it's the end of the day you haven't actually brushed your teeth you haven't bathed and I actually noticed that as I as my son started to get older and um you know my husband and I could help with the cook um with the taking care of him that I stopped prioritizing myself and I started prioritizing other things like even if like um he was already being taken care of my mum was here looking after him rather than me taking time out to take a nap or do something for myself I'll keep occupied by going and doing something else and then I had to sit down and actually say okay Victoria you actually need to prioritize some time for yourself because it's like the end of the day I haven't bathed I'm barely eating and it's like Xavier's seven months so he's not really a newborn anymore I don't actually (laughs) I don't actually need like he doesn't he doesn't take up all of my time anymore I can literally leave him and let him play and I can go and do stuff for myself even like sometimes I just sit in the toilet you know I just take my phone. I lock because that's the only door in my house that locks. I lock the door, and I sit. And then sometimes, like Dial's like, 
are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. Just watching my shows. And that is just the best hour of my day. So yeah, you're right. It's definitely very, very important to make time for yourself. And actually, it's good for your mental health. Yeah, it really is. It but then really do, is. do you feel like this is this is kind of your passion that you're pursuing? Or do you just feel like, you know, it's just something to have on the side just to keep you busy and um, you're just kind of going with the flow? Um, I would say, oh, that's a good question. At the moment, going with the flow um, is, is something that is a hobby. Um, um, not really to, if it does blow and it does, you know, eventually get a shop and then, hey, we'll run with it. But at, at this point in time, yeah, I'm just happy just um, where it is, <laughs> to be honest, um, if people need it. It's not something, so it's not a finance that I rely on. Um, it's not a finance that I'm, it's really just a, a blessing. Yeah. But yeah, no, you've been, I literally, I can, I love your story. I know it's been, you know, three years, but it's so inspirational. And um, I just love just seeing and watching your children just grow and like I can't believe Kayla's that I'm literally still shocked at how big she is you know like sometimes when you see someone in person the last that's your last memory of them and then you don't realize how much time has flown by until you see them again you're like children make you realize how quick time goes um but it's just been really great having you on the podcast and I just have one more question for you before you go um if you have any advice for any mum who um is currently in the situation that you were in with Joelle or you know that is nervous about that or just any mum who's um wanting to find time for themselves but don't know how to do it or feel guilty what advice would you give them um okay so first part of your question in terms of nervous and you know safe you know to those mothers that are pregnant um you know my I wouldn't personally I know it's down to you but I wouldn't personally go on holiday again (laughs) being pregnant if I'm being totally honest (laughs) I wouldn't I wouldn't you know but again if you want to go to Dubai and you're seven months pregnant enjoy you know but make sure you just carry <laughs> everything with you you know your, buggy, book, your buggy <laughs> you know take take whatever you can you know but just bear in mind you know I was quite fortunate that I was still within the EU you know with all this stuff going on I was still within the EU so that NHS was was happy to send over the hospital payments you know, we didn't have to pay any hospital fees. But if you are obviously outside of the EU and obviously when this Brexit happens, you will have to pay. So just put that into, I don't wish that, I don't wish my story upon anyone. But, you know, um, it's always safe to be home, you know, if you're towards the end of your pregnancy. And, um, um, and mothers, yeah, if you've got your heart set on a business, run with it just 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 go just just give it a try you know I was very very nervous about starting it but you know you never know until you try you know you may think you may not have enough support network or but you'd be surprised (laughs) you know I had so many people you know repost it and you know share it so you'd be really surprised just if you've got something on your heart 
you know, that I would say run with it, go with it, see what happens. There's nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Um, and um, yeah. And to the last part of your question about what was the last part of your question? No, like um, it's just, you know, mums who maybe feel guilty about, you know, wanting to take time out for themselves. So I would 100% encourage you to try and find some time for yourself. Again, you know, I'm quite fortunate, you know, um, being a single mother and having a morning to myself, that's a good five hours, <laughs> you know. But if you can find an hour, that's good. That's that's really good. You know, just try your best to um, find something, read a book or... Um, get yourself into something that you really like doing because it's it, it, our mental health is is so important you know you might find yourself being snappy with your children or being snappy with your husband and it's it, it, if you probably assess your week it's probably down to the fact that you haven't um had time for you and you're finding something to blame so really try and um you know take that focus off them and on yourself um and yeah I'll definitely encourage it definitely encourage it definitely encourage it thank thank you so much you've been absolutely great and thank you so much for everyone for listening to this podcast um make sure you check out Joyce on Instagram J's off the mains so it's J-S after mains with an S at the end um if you're in the South London area you can definitely order if you just send her a DM you can order and pick up or um and pick up some of her delicious treats I'm telling you once you taste just one bite of anything that she she makes you'll be hooked you'll be hooked before you know it you'll blow up <laughs> you'll be like oh no everyone's coming to me <laughs> oh thank but you yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much for having me oh, no of course it's been so much fun and um it's been really good just hearing it from your mouth rather than reading it if that makes sense obviously i've read your story but hearing it from you um it's just been amazing but yeah um if you have any questions make sure you um, find me on instagram victoria.dele and keep an eye on uh, my um all the all the music listening apps so podbean soundcloud spotify spotify sorry and apple Podcasts. we'll be releasing an episode every week so make sure you subscribe so that you're up to date and that's it thank you so much bye